0: Very good day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzene is our producer of the show, and Lance Andrews, our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892 Email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Now a lot of South Africans use Gumtree to either look for work, sell unwanted goods or use online classifieds to boost their income. But how easy is it to navigate and how, how safe is it? We ask Head of Marketing for Gumtree South Africa Claire Cobbledick to talk us through uh, the use of Gumtree. We also find out about opportunities for women in the property industry from founder and director of AMC Hunter, Karine Hunter. Uh, but first, it's our lunch bite, and today it comes from meditations for women who do too much. And being the 28th of July today, we, we flood our minds with words. They mesmerize and manipulate us, masking the truth even when it's set down squarely in front of us. To discover the underlying reality, I've learned to listen only to the action. Letting go of our ability to discern reality is one of the characteristics of addiction. As well-known psychotherapist Marion Woodman says in addiction you create a fantasy and try and live there. So often we women who do too much are gullible on a very deep level. We want to believe what others tell us and we do not want to have to be on our toes all the time. As a result we often feel resentful and sad because we find ourselves dealing with illusion and not reality. We just don't want to have to deal with it would rather complain and be hurt we can always see reality when we take off our filters and reality is always easier to deal with than fantasy in the long run so actions do speak louder than words and when i believe what others do and do not listen so much to what they say i feel saner otherwise on safm my first guest is Claire Cobbledig, Head of Marketing for Gumtree South Africa. Claire, hello, welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Hi Shadow, thanks for inviting me onto the show.
0: I am from old school, so I don't know much about technology. I must, I must admit that up front. So I'm intimidated when I open a, a site and, and, and I've, I've gone to Gumtree to kind of look for stuff but find myself not following through. How do I get over? How do I get over that? Well, shadow, um, don't you're not alone.
1: So many of our users and me included, um, you know, are a little bit uh, resistant to, to new things. So we've made the process really as as simple as we possibly can. Um, when you're looking to buy on the site, I think our, our search tool is is very well. Um, defined. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can type in the specifics of what you're looking for and most likely it is hidden somewhere on the site and and you'll find it. The bigger the bigger leap is obviously to actually selling something on the site. Mm -hmm. Um, But you only have to try once and and do a lot of user research. You only have to try once and then you realize how simple it, it actually is. It shouldn't take you longer than three minutes to get something uploaded and, and
0: posted onto the site for sale. Now, is there a way of vetting what goes on the site and what doesn't? As far as Gumtree is concerned, uh, do we take it that everything that is on Gumtree has been vetted and you know is is all kosher? So, um, shadow the the, the the
1: basics are is that there is a, a very strict policy in terms of what is and isn't allowed to be traded on the site. Obviously anything is not allowed to be traded on the site and then there's a much deeper policy by category um, with, with a huge amount of thought and planning that goes into the policy. And we have automated systems and filters um, that automatically checks all of our ads against particular phrases, against particular words. And make sure that none of those ads that that match up with phrases that are that are contravention of our policy are uploaded. So, if you take on a, a monthly basis, there's something like two and a half million ads that get listed on Gumtree, which is you know it's a huge number. Mm-hmm. I really love the feeling of. Gumtree being such a, an active marketplace,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, of the two and a half million, there, there are approximately 17,000, 15,000, 20,000 ads that are immediately taken down by our um, technology system, so mm-hmm. the filtering system. And Gumtree, not a lot of people know, is actually owned by eBay, okay. so there's been a, a huge amount of investment into that infrastructure. It also protects the system against cyber hacking, against crimes, trying, you know, people trying to steal people's information through the site. Mm -hmm. And the system is used in a number of different classified sites across the world. So it's a a well-trialed system. Um, Thereafter, there is, it's not a automatic vetting system, so not every single ad is checked. Mm -hmm. There are then random checks and blocks against ads that our client service team then actually goes through. Um, so that, that it doesn't mean that once you through the automatic filter, not every single ad is checked, mm-hmm. but a, a proportion of ads are checked by, by our customer service agents. And then the other thing that we always encourage is because we're such a big, you know, we're a community site, we're mm-hmm. a service to a community, um, and we find our community is active in supporting that. There are always buttons and requests for the community actually if they find something suspicious about our ad um, or they just, you know, there's somebody who's uploaded the ad twice which is again a policy um, that we ask our community also to to report and help us manage the quality of our content.
0: And you say uploading twice is, is not permitted? Well,
1: you, you know, the, the, we, we, we really want to be a user-driven Service. Um, so you know, there's nothing more frustrating when you arrive on a page and there's five of the same ads all being loaded in the same category. Okay. Um, having said that, if your your service, for example, is uh, relevant across different categories, you can you can list your ad in different categories. Um, so it's not necessarily against policy, um, but I you know, don't like the user experience to be negatively affected by people just loading up hundreds of the same ads
0: what about how long do do ads stay on I've seen for instance property ads uh with with the uh, same picture of a home that's for sale and you know you find most of the time uh, it's it's been it's been sold long ago but the picture still okay. exist and that sort of thing
1: So, it's it's another one of our, it's a huge risk for our users. So, our ads automatically every 30 days are deleted. So, it means that, you know, on a monthly basis, 800,000 live ads, none of those ads is older than 30 days, Mm -hmm. which means exactly to your point that the inventory is fresh. You know, it's recently been posted. And that is of benefit both to the, the buyer, because you don't want to arrive at a thing and then it's actually gone, and to the seller, because everybody forgets to delete their ads and then there's hundreds of people phoning them months later if, if the ad is still listed. So we prefer if an ad has been, you know, if you're seeing the same house, that'll be the estate agent who's actually going on and, and reposting, or the, the, the renter reposting the ad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's a, this, ma- this maximum period of 30 days for exactly that reason.
0: Now where if, if you are liable for anything at all where, where, where does your liability begin and where does it end as Gumtree?
1: So Gumtree really is an advertising platform um, we provide a free service to the broader community to list services and um, offer products with a set of parameters which our policy determines. We don't carry liability um, for the transaction because there's no transaction that actually happens through the site. Mm-hmm. Then the buyer meets the seller and they agree the terms. We don't know, for example, if the, the buyer agrees on the exact listed price or they negotiate it down. All of the, the, the elements of the transaction happen directly through buyer and seller and we don't make any money. You know, there's no business model in us actually Earning fees off of the the transaction, so our liability does not extend in any way to the, the transaction. We're an advertising platform, just like the online, the the printed class and in many instances, the media houses are advertising platforms. They don't carry liability to the content of the advertising.
0: Okay, so no, no one can can take you to court for anything. No, <laughs> that's that's good to know. That's good to know. So. How, have, we, have we had any sort of negative feedback where people have been scammed through the site?
1: So it, certainly there are instances of people being scammed through the site and we, we keep a, a close track on um, the number of cases and the, the values to which the cases accumulate. Um, we try to share information through our social media platforms. For example, we've got a very big Facebook thing. Um, for example, um, and there there's stats that you see that they're, they're not necessarily particular to online ads. Some of the the common ones are um, housing deposits. Um, you know, there's such a demand for inexpensive rental property, for example. Mm. And you'll have somebody posting an ad and they asking for a deposit, saying, you know, hundreds of people are approaching me. You can't, see it if you want to, you know, if you want to secure it it's a great price, you've got to put down a, 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 a Um So we, we really warn our users, um, you know, paying deposits without seeing a property. And then there are, from a seller point of view, scams relating to forged proof of payment. Hmm. So again, we, we encourage our sellers to make sure that the funds have been cleared into their accounts. It's either a cheque that gets deposited and then is, uh, it bounces like forged proof of payment um, advice being sent through on email um, and and here then the, the, the deposits actually never arrive. Mm. In both of these, the property and the point of purchase, the payment scams, the, the modus operandi to look out for is people who are pressurizing you, who who creating this urgency, you know, I'm waiting outside, if you want the money you need to be able to bring it. you know, this is kind of um, real bullying um, mm. is something to, to to watch out for because it's it, you know that sense of if you want it you need to do it now is often the the scam, the scamster's modus operandi.
0: And of course, we one can report the scams to to Gumtree, right?
1: Absolutely. So we we've got live chat as well as mail client service available 24-7 365 And we say, first of all, if anything suspicious, report it. Um, if if you have been scammed, unfortunately, we would also really encourage you to report it. We, we collaborate and cooperate with with law enforcement. We've got the right contacts in each of the different departments and regions, um, so we can hand over as much information as we possibly can. Um, but also to say to seek advice, our live our, our chat operators, for example, uh, have been you know. Be well, schools and classifieds in different markets across the world, they know these, these ploys and they'll be able to give good advice to, to users who are feeling a little bit uncertain or unsure for, for those newcomers like yourself mm. um, to, to seek advice.
0: Now, what sort of information should one not publish or put in the ad uh, about themselves? And, if, you know, if you're selling something, sometimes you innocently would, you, if it's a huge uh, piece of equipment for that matter, and, or a car maybe, do you arrange to meet someone elsewhere or do you arrange to meet them uh uh, at home, I would, I would imagine that giving your home address is not a good thing. Is there yeah. anything else that we should we should not do?
1: So the, the ads themselves, you know, the requirements for contact details when you're posting an ad is simply an email address or an email address and a cell phone number and we, we, we think that this is sufficient information for, for buyers to make inquiries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, protect your information certainly up front. Um, a lot of our users just use email, it's a good way to filter through interested buyers um, from browsers or possible, possibly interested buyers. Um, and then once it comes to the transaction, it, it is important to make sure that you're meeting in a public place, um, that you take somebody along with you, especially if it's a major transaction as you say, a car, that you share information of, of where you are, where you're going. Also, we, we, we often say to a seller of a vehicle, um, you know, you're well within your rights to get identification. So, you know, mm-hmm. ID number, for example, of, of the buyer or if it's a, a property, you might ask to see title deeds, information registration papers of a property, um, so that you, you really equip yourself um, with as much information upfront and that you limit the amount of information that you share. Uh, certainly for, for, for bigger ticket items, for example, a vehicle, we do recommend that a, a public space for, for viewing a vehicle tends to be the best
0: solution. Claire, stay on the line for me, please. We, we're taking a little break, and we'll come back and talk some more to you. Otherwise, on SAFM. Claire, thank you so much for staying with us, and, and, and just to let our, our listeners know, Claire Cobbledig is the head of marketing for Gumtree South Africa, and we asking her to just, you know, just give us safety guidelines, really, of how to use and how not to use Gumtree. What else stands out, Claire, that you've you've you, you've experienced from from users?
1: I think another important thing always to to take note of. The, it's a common life principle, um, but that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so we, we're, we our site offers lots of bargain deals, lots of great prices because you're, you're buying second-hand goods. Um, but really, if there is something that's extraordinarily good, actually, for your 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 warning lights to go on, just to just to take a little bit more caution as to why this is such a particularly good deal. Um, so really just not to be um, enthusiastically persuaded <laughs> that something that is too good to be true actually is too good to be true. Um, the other thing that we also see is is there are instances where sellers will make processes unnecessarily complicated. Um, there are scams relating to, for example, job seekers. Um, mm. Required to put down a deposit for a CV to be posted or listed for an application. Um, you know, it's a very unusual process that a, somebody would be required to be to pay for their for their details to be put forward for a job. Um, and it's usually through quite a complicated process that the, the seller creates. Um, again, just really watch out, ask questions, ask the community. Ask for more information. Find out about the company. Um, just just to 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 be cautious of those kinds of um, complicated sales processes.
2: Mm.
0: Um, as as you say, when it's too good to be true, then you know you, one needs to us. And that's why for me, why is Gumtree free? Does it, what do you do with my information? Does, does my information get passed on to other people? Does it get passed on to other sites? Um do you well, sell do yeah, you I mean, sell it's information?
1: Very, very strict um, privacy policy and, and your information is is absolutely protected. it is detailed thoroughly on the site and it's the common policy is applied by ebay in, in, in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the way that Gumtree actually makes money, so the business model of Gumtree is user generated. So you might put up to to sell your um, mountain bike, mm-hmm. um, but you want to sell it really fast because you're moving 50, for example, um, and you can then make it a top ad, feature it, or bump it to the top of the list, and you pay a small fee to hold uh. that advertising. So, again, it's actually our users who are funding the site because they, they actually see the value in promoting their, their, their goods further. And then there is advertising space on our site. So you can, you know, other advertisers can buy banner space and advertise to our audience because we've got such a a large community. But it's certainly, um, you know, there's there's no money that we make off um, sharing any of our user information. It's it's information that's very um, highly protected. Um, But then lovely stories, Shadow, very interesting, unusual. We recently had a, a lady who contacted us about a... Louis Vuitton handbag that she found on the site that was
2: could oh. have been
1: sold for 20,000 Rand and it was up for 7,000 Rand and she insisted on meeting the, the seller at the Louis Vuitton shop in Stanton. <laughs> she wanted to go there and get a check on the register and the seller was more than happy. In fact the Louis Vuitton store knew the, the seller they so said she's a regular customer they know her well um, <laughs> It's just a fantastic story of, of how somebody was cautious and, and, you know, they were careful and considered, but she cannot believe the deal that she's got. She's dreamed of having this, this handbag for years and years, and she finally got her leave a on. Oh, my um,
2: word.
0: <laughs> that is a gorgeous story. You yeah, know
1: plenty of stories, stories like that at the moment.
0: So, what, what what are the things um, that top of mind right now? Do's and don'ts that one should live by. And I know you've listed and you've because people don't go and look at the terms of use as well. You know, absolutely. Be- you know, we, we you go, you get onto you register you want to sell whatever it is or buy whatever it is as soon as possible. How important is it to go to the terms of use?
1: Um, I think that, you know, the, the terms of use are there to protect you, but actually for the average user, it's common sense principle. So mm. really putting up your ad is pretty simple. How much you want to share, you, you really do not need to share a huge amount about yourself. Upfront. So you're, you're putting up something to sell, you're putting it at a price. You, you must detail the information. So it's of value to you that you give all of the relevant information so that the people that contact you, understand what you're selling so for example dimensions or how old it is all of that information is very important to include You don't need to give a lot of information to elicit a response So you'll get email responses or people calling you Um, And then once you're actually getting into the transacting stage is to make sure that you you have a little bit more information about who your buyer is Mm -hmm. and that you're cautious and you considered around where you're going to be meeting and how finances of that transaction will be happening. Is it going to be cash? Are you going to be expecting a, an electronic transfer? If so, make sure that the money has cleared in your account before you choose to hand over the goods. So just really considering the sales process upfront, being clear on how you want it to happen and taking charge and control of the situation rather than allowing yourself to be rushed or or, or bullied through a process mm. um, is, is very important. And then when you're buying goods, the same sorts of uh, principles apply. So just make sure that you're asking all the right questions. So, you know, how old is it? Getting all of the, the, the valid information about the product. And if you're wanting to see registration information, title the you know the the paper, the legal papers for for a vehicle like the louis Vuitton handbag she she wanted the the back information to the to the product mm-hmm. um, that you well within your rights and a, a serious seller won't have any issue with you asking that kind of information, especially if, the, if it's a high ticket item you know if it's a hundred grand bookshelf um Maybe less so, but for, for anything of, of a sizable value, certainly you're within your right to mm. get the back information um, and to just control the process. You consider and control the
0: process. Claire, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. And I'll, I'll let you know when I'm navigating uh, successfully. Huh? Good luck with <laughs> very much. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on IONO.FM. Follow at IONO.FM on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. SAFM podcasts powered by IONO.FM.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM. Founder and director of property law firm AMC Hunter, Kareen Hunter is on the line. Kareen, hello and welcome.
4: Hello, Shadu, and hello to all your listeners.
0: A good afternoon to all of you. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time, and it is valuable time, is it not?
4: Yes, but <laughs> it's always good to interact with the public. Um, yeah, it's 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 great to be on the show. So. Um, nice to chat to
0: you. Well, I'm I'm very interested because the property industry has mainly in in the past was male dominated, and and as 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 we as the years go, um, I I see lots of well, we can't say lots of women. Very few women stand out as as property moguls.
4: Yes, I think we've got the grand dames of the property industry, um, such as Pam Golding, mm-hmm. Aida and they were real trailblazers and um, I'm just wondering where are the younger women out there and I would like to put out a challenge to younger women to um, if we talk property industry it obviously we brought them the scope from say a property law firm to estate agencies to support services, such as the banking or mortgage origination space, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there 's lots of room for women and um, i 've been scratching in my head. Where are they, especially the younger ones?
0: well, probably because they it's, no one is it, they don 't know much about it, so it 's not as attractive as as, uh, as you know when 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 people study or even when they haven 't studied because I think well, you find quite a lot of women working in the agencies, you know, at, at the. Correct, yes. At, at yes. that point of selling the homes, because we do sell the homes uh, <laughs> very yes. well. But beyond that, uh, is, is there room for growth?
4: I think so. And I think uh, what stands in the way of women is probably what is in their heads, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm just, uh, you know, talking this afternoon was fruitful thought. Why not? And the same obviously applies to women within the legal profession. Why not? Um, I I would suggest women that come from a commercial background or even young ladies that have finished their Sobecom marketing degree would be ideally suited to cut their teeth in the real estate industry. Uh, from there, they can grow into management and even set up their own companies and become a real challenge to the market leaders.
0: So, where's the entry point, um, um, Karin? Because you know you, you've mentioned lots of uh, uh, qualifications here that you know would would open the door, so to speak. But where's the entry point? Where do you think we need to start mobilising or encouraging young people? To, to, to take an interest and, and understand how the industry works and that the, the sky's the limit, really. I think,
4: um, well, if I could give it some context, um, mm. I may be mistaken, but I heard the other day that the average age of estate agents are in their 50s. Mm. Now, clearly, there's something not right there. And um, the entry point f- to become an estate agent is really not that difficult. Um, if you, uh, you you need an NQF qualification, I don't want to go into all the qualification stuff now mm-hmm. but um basically if you've got a matric and you've got a car and you're passionate about property and you're passionate about sales, you can you can join a real estate company as a learner agent and uh, they will take you through the process to become a fully fledged qualified agent. Mm-hmm. I think the big drawback though for young people is cash flow. Because, um, typically, um, you join an estate agency, you're very enthusiastic, you don't know too much about it, and with some luck, you might just manage to sell a property after, say, three months in the industry. It then takes, the convincing process is time-consuming, and that could take another two to three months. So it will be six months before you see any cash in the meantime the uh, principal of the agency might say well you know uh, we can carry you to a point, we can provide you with a desk, but you need your own car, you need your own uh, fuel, so there are those limitations.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are we ready though to to have, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm in Cape Town and I have a, a young lady, a black young lady, and you'll understand mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm talking color here, is because the apparently it's difficult, most estate agents would say, it's difficult for black women to sell houses because a lot of people still don't want to buy a house from a black woman, um, and maybe it relates to the Western Cape only, or maybe it's it's a whole South African thing and a mindset that needs to change. But do you find that's the experience? Um, no,
4: not at all. I, I, I uh, if. <coughs> maybe it's stays <laughs> it in on um, my urban pride possibly coming through here because i think we we don't have too many issues this part of the country and um, by way of analogy i've got uh, a couple of of um, uh, black female um paralegals working for me
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh Patty, sandy i hope they're listening they are amazing mm-hmm. they're absolute stars and they deal with every level of society because we've got offices in Belito, Amanda Turkey, and Bergen, which covers all the areas, you know, in terms of income and so on. Mm-hmm. They deal with uh, CEOs of companies and then they just deal with your first entry level bottom of the price range uh, purchases, so I'm now talking within a legal office yes. and uh, complete acceptance by clients, it's all about professionalism and um, I would I would actively encourage uh, black young women, aspiring women, if you look at the Western Cape I know there's a lot of female estate agents there of all colours, uh, coloured ladies and, and Durban Lots of Indian ladies, obviously, and there is no difference in the quality of the service. We also, as as a law firm, we receive the inspections from the estate agents, and we obviously do a lot of troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say I'm in a position to assess the capabilities of these uh, ladies, and there is um, there is I cannot draw a distinction uh, on that basis at all. So, yes, there may be some resistance if if in certain areas, but um in my experience in project in um i think there's a wide open door i think uh, as a, as I said in the beginning, a lot of this is in the minds of people. change your perceptions about yourself and move on mm. when i when I studied law there were we were hundred and six students law students there were six women and um so uh, you know and Yeah, so we had to break down certain barriers and you just do it by being consistently good at what you do being professional and just getting on with the job
0: Mm. now why let's talk about your experience because when you're saying when you started there were there were very few women i know now you're very passionate about um opening doors really and encouraging more women to either study law but also but in in the property business itself how how are you suggesting apart from what we spoke about earlier just telling people that there there is an opportunity but what are the practicalities of 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 being as successful as you've been
4: um you start at the bottom you um i mean i i recall starting uh, uh, you know i started my career working from home uh with a with a baby on 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 the hip and having a conversation with a male colleague on the other side of the phone that was in the yeah mid 80s Mm. and the gentle uh, that is obviously before cell phones it's gently reminding me that maybe I should pretend to a screaming baby and <laughs> phone him back which was very kind of him and very understanding so um, yeah so you just get on with it and um, women do have the ability to multitask and uh, I think we, we also in South Africa we're very fortunate in having a great support system of women and goggles and others that do assist us and help us and I've been very privileged with the um, domestic help that I've had, caregivers that I've had, you helping know, raise my children, also having a supportive husband, and I would really encourage the guys out there that may be listening this afternoon, just give give the woman in your life wings, and she will fly. And um, it's you know, bringing up children, raising a household, looking after a home, is a joint, it's a team a team effort, and. I also want to thank my husband for having been supportive. I've also had, um, I think what helped as well, you have to have realistic expectations. You've got to start at the bottom. I remember uh, knocking on the doors of other law firms, asking them to refer work to me that the they didn't have the time to do, didn't have the inclination to do, or whether clients simply couldn't afford them. So I was able to come in at a lower price. And these days, I think it's a lot easier. When I started, I, we didn't even, I think we just about had fax machines uh, no cell phones, no nothing, no computers. I started work on a typewriter. Best course I ever did at university was to learn to type. So I would say, with this, you can have a, office in the boot of your car almost, you know. Have a laptop, um, have a cell phone, and off you go. Um, I, uh, I think women can be a little bit more assertive, um, and uh, they need to just believe in themselves, because they really make fantastic attorneys. I, I've got a staff of 21 female-only employees. Hmm. And I think that speaks for itself.
0: I I think I commend you for for that because a lot of they say and again it's 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 in our heads as you said earlier they say uh, women don't like working for other women.
4: Oh no, my girls, gee, they love working for me because we actually they don't work for me; we work for our clients. Mm, mm. We honestly do, and um, as there's such a, a flat. There's no hi- hierarchy. And I do now to use a fax machine and a fax, well, we don't use that so much <laughs> anymore. But fax a fax machine and I do most of my own typing. And then I say, would you mind just tidying up my typing because you're much better than I am. And yes, when I have to take, make tough decisions, I make them. But um, there's, um, there's, it's inherent in women to almost gather around the well or the river and or in the fields, if you look at centuries gone by, you, you actually just get together and you get a job done. So, I, I think if we can't emulate men in the workplace, we're mm. going to come second. If mm. we can't have the same sort of uh, hierarchies that men might tend to feel more comfortable with, uh, but if you if you just yourself and you surround yourself with other women to get a job done and you actually look at the skills that they bring in and you mold the practice or the business around the skills that that you've got in your office, and you'll do well. We've got no bitchiness in our office. Um, um, I think we're all just too busy and client focused. We're all <laughs> focused on clients, not on each other. I also steer away from, for example, um, they're all well remunerated and we don't work on it like a commission structure, so we, we, uh, we do take it into consideration that the extent to which they support each other in the workplace when we review salaries. Hmm.
0: I I really I I really want you to to open yourself up because I know there's going to be a lot of people who who will want to talk to you directly and get some advice and get some mm. some some leadership as far as getting into the property industry and just and and also knowing that you just don't have to be an estate agent only there Absolutely. are other opportunities that mm. exist and um, I'm going to ask if we can give your details, if you could give us a website, or how do people get hold of you, Karin?
4: Yes, so welcome to visit our website. It's za. Mm-hmm. And um, I always have to remind the women that it's not the POTS, the AMC Classic POTS. But, <laughs> but we we are law firm, and we're not the ANC either. So we sit somewhere between the ANC <laughs> and the POTS so that might help you remember the website um, and uh, they're welcome to email me. I really not only have a passion for women and business, but I also have compassion because I do, I can relate to your struggles. I have three children under the age of six and running around with a law firm and so on and so forth. So I know it can get hectic, but uh, we all get through these things. And I would encourage women to, I think they're particularly suited to a, a law a degree in, in oh, sorry, a career in law and also property law. Really, women uh, can do quite well there. And um, but I'd like to see more women in leadership positions.
0: Fantastic. I'm going to follow up this interview sometime in the future, just just to talk about first-time homeowners and 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 oh, just yes. give us oh, uh, yes. you know those yes. kinds of those that yeah. that sort of advice. But we'll talk to you again, Karine, and thank you so much for your time. Huh? It's an absolute pleasure, Shada, and thanks for your time. Thank you. And goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's am for mother c, Za is Kareen's website. I thought we'd take a bit of...
3: He loved stories. Mama? He said every night, please tell us a story, please, please, please. Mama Fishmoth only knew one story, and she was a bit tired of telling it, but Fileng and the other Fishmoth children begged her so much that she always gave in. She told them about her adventures in the kitchen. She spoke about her long journey there and about all the big strange things. She had seen in the cupboards. Humans use so many things like cups and plates and spoons. They are very strange, she said. The best part of the story came when Mama Fishmoth told the children about all the food she had tasted. There were bread crumbs and apple peels, delicious lumps of porridge and grains of sugar behind the stove. Yum! 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 The Fishmoth children murmured in dreamy voices. But after that, Mama Fishmoth always reached the terrible part of her story. The day a human had tried to squash her. I ran for my life, she said to the sleepy children. The children went off to sleep. Now, Mama could relax. The following day, Mama Fishmoth was still tired. But her children wanted to go out for lunch. Fiddling, you are the oldest. Please take care of your sisters and brothers. And with that, Mama let her children go out for lunch. Yay, 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 said the little fishmoths. Fishmoths don't eat every day. So, the little fishmoths were very hungry. They waited until the humans had left and the house was very quiet. Then, One by one, they slid out of the crack in the wall where they lived. Follow me, whispered Faleng. Up, up, up the leg of a huge table they slithered. On it were three or four open books, with paper and crayons scattered about. Look at all these tasty food, chuckled Faleng's sister.
2: No, don't
3: eat the books. Eat this. It's tastier because of the crayon on it. She said, pointing to a crumpled up drawing. Soon, Fileng's brothers and sisters were busy nibbling at the drawing, but Fileng did not eat with them. He was staring at the black squiggles and the bright pictures on the open pages of the book. He climbed up onto it and began to move slowly and carefully from squiggle to squiggle. His little sister, Fifi, looked up and asked, What are you doing, Fileng? Why aren't you eating? Feleng just smiled. You wait and see. I'll tell you later. That night, when the little fishmoths were cuddling up to their mother in the crack in the wall, Fileng was about to speak. But before he could, Mama said, I know what you want. She was in a good mood after her peaceful day alone at home. You want me to tell you a story? Fileng grinned. Not tonight, said Fileng proudly. Fifi, tell Mama what I did today, he said. When Mama Fishmoth heard how Faleng had moved along the squiggles in the book while the other children were eating, she was a little worried. What were you doing, Faleng? she asked. All the children need to eat, you know. I can eat tomorrow, said Faleng. Today I did something even better. I learned how to read. Then he explained how he had looked from the black marks on the page to the pictures. I realized that those black marks were telling me something about the picture, he said. After some time, I started to understand what the squiggles meant. They are letters, and letters make words, and words make sentences, and sentences make stories. So tonight, you can rest, Mama. Tonight, it's my turn to tell you a story. With that, Filing told his mother and his brothers and his sisters a story about a human child went down to the river and met a crocodile What's the river? What's a crocodile? shouted the little fishmoths. I don't know laughed for Ling. I'll have to find out tomorrow but the picture showed a huge scary creature with a very big mouth Like a human said Mamma with a shudder and all the fishmoth children shivered and moaned and twitched their little feelers They cuddled up together comforting each other Soon the house was quiet and the tired fish moths started to yawn. That meant it was time for bed.
0: today's story i'm celia Malane. and if you would like more stories to read visit nalibali.mobi on your cell phone that's nalibali.mobi you can also get nalibali supplements with great stories and activities available every sunday in the sunday times express and the sunday world on tuesdays in the daily dispatch and on thursdays in the herald thank you to the producers leon fisser cassie laus and Vion fenter